Hello, and welcome to the Carrier Conversations podcast. I'm Andy Barr, founder of Barr Transportation, and we are so glad you decided to tune in today. At Barr Transportation, we are the premier transportation brokerage that focuses on over-the-road or LTL food and beverage transportation, operating in Canada and U.S. Now, whether you are a company driver, owner-operator, or an owner of a small, medium, or mega-sized carrier, this podcast is for you. We'll cover how to run a profitable carrier, how to recruit the best drivers and keep them, and so, so much more. Lastly, at the end of each episode, make sure to stick around because we'll share with you how you can apply to be on the podcast yourself. Interviews are about 15 minutes long, and I'll leave you with my favorite quote, preparation plus opportunity equals success. That's all for now. Keep those wheels turning, and I'll see you on the inside. Okay, everyone, welcome to another episode of the Carrier Conversations podcast. Today, we have Kevin with URA Transport out of Clearwater, Florida. Kevin, how are you, sir? Oh, I'm, I'm doing well. Thank you. Outstanding. Outstanding. For those of you listening, Kevin is one of our preferred carriers we work with. Love working with Kevin and Christine. They're very reliable and uh, just, just love working with them. So, Kevin, thanks for talking today. And uh, you know, what we're going to talk about bet. today is two things. Number one is why carriers use brokers and what do they look for? And the, the opposite of that. And then number two, how do brokers get the loads? How do we, how do we get the loads? Um, so before we jump in, Kevin, you want to touch on anything, maybe about your background, how long you've been driving, anything about URA, anything? You know, I've been in business for probably about 20 years and I went through the typical steps that, uh, that most uh, drivers do. I was a company driver for a while and, uh, you know, and then took the step of leasing a, uh, I actually did a lease uh, purchase through a company and, um, and then went out after that and bought my own truck and, and leased it on to a, a, a carrier. And then here recently, within the last three years or so, I actually went out and got my own authority and bought my own truck and trailer and uh, so i've yeah i've definitely been one of those who have taken the 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 normal steps of getting to the point to where i am so well that's uh, good so so you know you having the experience of you know both as a company driver and then leasing and now you know purchasing equipment you've got a very good perspective from all sides of this and uh, yeah your perspective is going to be great so well i think so yeah <laughs> well yeah yeah so do i <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kevin, here we go. First question, why do carriers use brokers and what do they look for? Well, my original thought, and still is what I'd like to do, is to uh, actually, to be blunt about it, is to cut out the broker one day and work directly <laughs> okay. with shippers. <laughs> so uh, I know that's probably not what you want to hear, but that has always been my uh, my goal, is to work directly with shippers. However... Uh, as you can probably imagine, um, it's tough to be putting bread on the table and also out there knocking on doors trying to uh, find shippers who can use your service. So in the meanwhile, between my uh, opportunity to get out and knock on doors and talk with shippers, I work with brokers because I know that I can put food on the table working with brokers. And so that's that's the reason why uh, the, bro the the loads are readily available through a broker. Now, there's all kinds of different brokers out there, as you know, and some that, that are a pleasure to work with and some not so. 
but uh, and you don't really know what that is until you've fortunately or unfortunately had the opportunity to work with them. But uh, um, that's why I'm working with brokers. It's all very monetarily. Uh, uh, I mean, it's all about the money. So that's that's why I work with them for the most part is because I need to put food on the table. And there are some brokers out there who are just good people to work with. They they uh, they're fun to to talk to, and they're they're great mm-hmm. people who are who will go out of their way to help me uh, provide for my family. So it's not like I'm against working with brokers. I'm not. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing it. But I hope to one day, sometime in the future, whenever that is, to be able to work, you know, right with the shippers. So. But that's, sure. That's in the future. Yeah, yeah, and it should be well pointed out, right? That you know, for a lot of carriers, it's not either or, right? Like for many carriers, you start to develop relationships where you're based out of your hometown, right? And you build those direct relationships uh, and it takes time. And sometimes you'd never, you never build those relationships, but, but sometimes over time, you know, you do. Um, and then when you're coming back home, right? Because a shipper can send you anywhere in the nation, right? So you're not going to hire a sales team, right? To prospect every city in the nation to, to get direct ship relationships, you know, for every city in the nation, right? So it's kind of a healthy relationship. The brokers can help you get back home. And until you right. make those shipper relationships at home, they can help you leave home too. So, um, and, and I understand it's all about the money, right? Of course, you got to have a, have to have a load home. Um, and you, you, know, you go over and, and look at the loads and see which one's most beneficial to you. But you brought up a great point, right? Like, it's all about the money, but also it is also who you work with, right? So maybe, you know, broker A has a load and it pays $3,000, but you know him very well. But then broker B has a load that pays $3,200, but you have no idea who he is. You know, you just found him on the load board. So there's a little bit of, you know, you know, a little bit of trust factor there. Now, yeah. the, uh, you know, it, it's more of, for me, from my perspective, as a broker, the why, you know, why do carriers, why do brokers use carriers? Well, obviously, because we want to, you know, be in existence without them. But what do we look for, right? We look for someone who's not just the lowest price. No, we look for someone who we know is reliable, because we can talk to a lot of trucks that are lower prices and than our normal carriers, and we'll pay our normal carriers a lot more because we we just know, hey, I can I can just set it and forget it. Like we're gonna of course track and trace, and we're gonna you know we're gonna follow up, and we're gonna make sure your insurance is good, and we're gonna be very thorough. Uh, make sure you're at the pickup and everything. But it's 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 peace of mind because what that does is that that allows us as a broker to go work on another load, right, or talk to a shipper, right, or just you know time is money, do something else, right. So there's a huge advantage to working uh, like that. And you, you as a professional have to look at that, right? Cause your time is, is money because sure. if you're recover, if you're spending three hours trying to cover a load and recovering load, you know, because one carrier falls out cause his clutch fell out. One carrier falls out because the other dispatcher booked the load. Another carrier, you know, it, all these excuses come up. And again, not to say those things don't happen because they do. But it just seems right to be smoother when you work with people, you know, I mean, it, that's yeah. pretty much the bottom line. So um, it's like, you know, you I suppose agree. I should say, and I suppose I should say too, Andy, that it's, I don't want to give the, I, I, I'll probably always work with brokers for the, for the points that you've made. I mean, uh, but, but being a guy who does things in steps, 
at, you know, going from a company to a company driver to a lease driver to sure. having my own authority. I thought that, you know, brokers, working with brokers is a good step towards uh, working with a shipper. So, but I'll probably always work with brokers because, as you said, it'll help me. They'll help me to immediately put money on the table while I'm, even though I am working with a shipper. Another thing about shippers is they, uh, you know, a lot of times, I, though I haven't experienced this because I haven't yet been out knocking in doors, but my understanding is that when they, when shippers look at you as a carrier, they want a carrier that has a dozen trucks or, or more. I mean, the largest exactly. shippers anyway. They want to. They want to. They want to know that you'll be able to help them in a, in a larger scale rather than just one or two trucks at a time. So obviously that's stopping me right now too. So, so sure. brokers will probably always be in my in my plan. Yeah. 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 And, and you know, it's like as as a broker, you know, I want you to have shipper relationships. Now you might think, well, Andy, well, wait a second. That means you're not going to be able to work with Kevin. Well, no. That that means that. You know, from time to time, you know, he'll be he'll be covered, but also he won't be covered. Right. And like you said, there'll be those times. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, there'll be a time where it, can, it comes back to the, the relationship, because as brokerages, we, we have so much spot freight. You know, we we play the game of, you know, telling the customers we have a truck. Right. You know, like literally, if we have a truck that we know or asking uh, the carriers, when are they available? Right. And, and playing that that matching up process of the puzzle. So, you know, a lot of carriers think, you know, we're, we're calling shippers all day long and, and just prospecting them. Well, a lot of times we'll reverse it. Right. And we'll say, okay, you know, core set of carriers, Kevin, Hey, are you going to be available on Friday to ship, uh, you know, on Friday? And if you say yes, then I'm going to start, you know, bringing that up to all the shippers that I know are, that are in your area. Right. And be like, Hey, you know, just just saying, I don't know if you have anything for this Friday, but we're we, we got somebody we know and, you know, he'll be available and we're, we're kind of like your marketing team. So, you know, it's and it's, of course, no cost to you. Right. So, you know, you know, you get a reliable load and you'll you'll get it out. But you brought up something, a very key point, And you said shippers want reliability, capacity, and you are spot on there. Like <clears throat> if you have a direct relationship with a shipper, right? It doesn't really hurt us if you're an owner operator, because again, you're one truck, right? Where they might have a load every single day. And of course, if you go from Florida to Chicago, where well, you're going to be gone for a week at least, right? So yeah. if they have loads right. every single day, you better believe they're going to have core, uh, relations with core carriers that are larger that we compete business with, but also other brokers. Because even if you are a 200 unit carrier, you still have only 200 units and you probably have a lot right. of, you probably have a lot <laughs> and you probably have a lot of customers that you're servicing with those 200 trucks, right? So got to keep them busy. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. You got to keep those wheels turning. So it's, it's a healthy relationship. And uh, I think we kind of will go on to the, the next one is how do brokers get loads? And I'm, I'm happy to share this with you is it's not a scientific formula. There's multiple ways to do it, you know, but it, it's kind of old fashioned. The way we do it is we just call, right? We call and um, we, and we, we have a consultative conversation, right? We, we try to find out if there is a pain, right? If, if, if there's been consecutive late trucks, if there's a lot of damages recently, if there's a lot of rude drivers, if there's a lot of claims, if there's, you know, just 
you know, you, you try to see if there's any sort of emotion there. And if there is, and, and sometimes it takes a little while to develop it because this is a, a cold, you know, phone call out of nowhere, sure. right? So you have to kind of, might take right. a few phone calls. Um, but essentially just try to see if there is pain. And if there isn't, you know, it's not like it's the end of the world. You just, you know, you're just professional and you're just, we are just straightforward and down to earth. And it's like, hey, you know, I understand you got your core set of carriers, core set of brokers, you know, in this crazy truck market, you know, everyone knows about the challenges of, of uh, the logistics world right now. It never hurts to have a plan B. So um, we'll ask questions like, you know, what's your most difficult lane? Uh, what is your most frequent lane? Uh, do you have any new lanes for the new customers coming up, right? Where that won't really affect the core set of carriers or brokers. Uh, do you do you have a, 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 a busy season, right? Like you got the flowers and plants in the spring, right? You know, just just things that that happen. And um, when it's slow, that's not necessarily a bad thing. That's actually a really good time to talk to a shipper because, again, they're slow, so they have time to talk. When it's during the busy season, you're you know you're lucky to have an email. So it's it's really there's <laughs> there's never a bad yeah. thing. There's never a bad time to talk to a shipper, um, and and also, not all shippers are, are are good, right? You know, some are just looking for the bottom dollar rate, and they send out an email, or you know, it doesn't matter how they communicate, they're looking for a truck. But it's just you know, you, you want a shipper that really values you as a partner, and not just someone is like, you know. Give me, you got two minutes. You got to, I got to load for Friday. It's Monday. You got to quote it four days in advance. And, you, you know, you got to be the cheapest or you don't get the load. You know, th that's just, you know, and unfortunately there are shippers out there like that. But, uh, and of course, do we, do we play and compete to, to win that business? Absolutely. Uh, but, the, but ideal situation is, is when you're talking to shippers and they're just like, you know what? I got a load for Friday, <clears throat> work on it. Let me know. And, that's it. Like they just let you cover it. You know, of course you can't go crazy with the rates. And if you do, that'll be the last load you'll ever do for them. But you know, you yeah. just gotta, you just gotta be smart about it. So do the shippers dictate, I mean, what's the percentage of time that the shippers dictate? I'm not paying any higher than X. A lot of times the shippers will say, what is your rate? They'll ask you to quote it. They won't give you a price. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, obviously you're not the only phone call they made. So they're shopping around for the lowest quote and so on and so forth. So I, I'm sure that's how the game is played there. <clears throat> Absolutely. You know, they have their core set of carriers and brokers that are quoting the load. And, you know, on top of that, they're probably getting five emails a day and maybe 10 emails a day and five phone calls a day from new co companies, you know, so, but, but a lot of that is noise, right? Because everyone says the same thing. Hey, we can lower your rates. Hey, we're, we have, you know, normal carriers right here. Great network. But the one thing that, that you cannot beat is reputation. So, you know, you just got to do the right thing in, in, in sticky situations. So if as a broker, right, we are essentially taking a gamble on every single load. Because when I quote a load on a Wednesday for a Friday pickup, or even Monday for a Friday pickup, or even Monday for the following Monday, right? I have no idea. I mean, I have some idea, right? I have different tools, DAT, and, you know, talk to some trucks and stuff like that, but it, it, it's, it's a straight up gamble. So you have to quote high enough to protect yourself. So in the worst situation, you won't lose money and hopefully at least make a little, 
But if you quote too high, then obviously it's, it's a no. So yeah, it's a very, you know, careful balance, I'll call it. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, of course, the thing that really sticks in the craw of a lot of carriers out here is the lack of transparency that, uh, that uh, frankly, that, that brokers are not following regulations and they actually ask carriers to, uh, to waive their right to know what, uh, what, you know, about the transaction that has occurred. And uh, so we really have no way of knowing the, or any way of helping the broker to get the commission that they feel they should get for the work that they do. We have no way of knowing. So, and I'm wondering, does the shipper know what you get? Probably shipper doesn't know either. You just call them back and tell it's going to cost this much after you've added in your commission. So, what I'd like to know, Andy, in your mm -hmm. opinion, why yeah. is it that the brokers are so uh, against following the law when it comes to regulations? And why do they expect carriers to waive that right, to receive that information? Okay, so are you saying uh, regulation as far as like hours of service, making sure there's enough hours to do the load, or you expand a little bit? No, the, no, the regulation that requires the paperwork uh, on the transaction to be shared with all parties involved if there's a request for it. And many TIA contracts ask the carrier to waive its right, the carrier's right, of asking for that information. And I'm just wondering, what does the broker have to hide? Why do they refuse to follow the regulations uh, of the government? But every carrier will know that there is law Mm -hmm. uh, that states that the uh, all parties involved in the transaction for a load have the right to see all paperwork and all all monies paid for that load that most contracts, in fact, all contracts that I've ever seen from brokers ask the carrier to waive his right to request that information. And I'm just wondering, and you know, carries go along and they sign it because they want the loan and they need to do business. But I'm just wondering, why is that in the contract? Why does the, what does the broker have to hide? Why do they not want to be transparent per the law? I'm sure. just looking for your point of, point of view on that. Sure. My, in my point of view, and it's just my point of view, it's pro and for, and you know, in my point of view, I would say, because it like from a broker's perspective, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter if we make one dollar, we make more than one dollar, you know, or lose a dollar. Like, we the the customer wants to pay this, you want to get paid this, we do pay you that, and we bill the customer. So um, that's just my opinion because I would tell you time and time again, customers do not care how much we pay carriers. We can lose money or make money; they do not care. And many times we do lose money. Uh, and we just have to eat it, especially with last minute fallouts. But that's a whole other bag of worms. But so anyways, and this is kind of new well, I, to me as far as a. Uh, oh, a well, I'll have to send that regulation topic. along to you if you haven't if you haven't yeah. seen it or heard of it. I mean, I'm, sure. I'm surprised if you haven't. But uh, but I'm sure there's a lot of carriers who feel the same way you do. I, I don't care what the broker's making. They may be saying, because as long as I'm getting what I want. Exactly. That's, that's not really that's not really the point I'm making. I'm making that sure. there is a law that requires this paperwork to be shared when it's requested. And the contracts that the TIA puts out actually require 
the, co the, the carrier to waive that right. And I'm just wondering why? Do they are they hide? Do they, do they feel they have to hide something? I mean, what are they? You know, I mean, why? I mean, I, 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 can only, I, I I'm just trying to understand why. That's all. I, <laughs> why do they again, feel they need to do that? I yeah, I definitely don't have answers. You know, I can only speak for my perspective, and I would just say, you know, for my own perspective, that it, you know, two things. It, it doesn't affect the the daily transaction, right? We're paying you what you're asking for. Uh, and, and number two, I would say is probably a fear factor, right? Like if we would share our margin or something, then, you know, you could take your rate confirmation and you don't even need to know what we're billing the customer. You can go to any shipper or receiver and, and, and show the rate confirmation uh, to the shipper or receiver. Um, and of course, that's a, 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 a disconnect of trust. I, you know, you, well, so that's you, the whole point. Yeah, that's yeah, the whole point. I mean, well, and so, there may be somebody who would do that. I mean, I personally wouldn't, but there may be somebody out there who would. But that's right. again, that's that's not even the point. The point right. is, why are why are we being asked to waive a right <laughs> that is given to us by the government? I mean, it's law. I don't. And I don't I'm have gonna, the answer. I'm going to send that regulation along to you so that you have it. Uh, are you saying that you would be willing to share that information with me next time I do a load? Um, I'm not saying that. I'm saying I will review what you send me. <laughs> so here we go. Yeah. Here we go. So why yeah. why do you, as a broker, feel like you need to hide that? Again, for the two reasons, right, that we spoke about. Number one, it doesn't affect the load. And number two, I just want to keep my business to my business. Well, you know my business, and apparently the government feels that transparency, <laughs> transparency is important for, uh, for as you stated, for uh, for uh, to be able to trust for trust. Uh, so, I, you know, I just I just don't get the broker, the TIA. I don't, and I don't get brokers. Uh, that's uh, that's yeah. What, well, what's I would good say for the goose is good for the gander, you in know, my opinion. I, I I would just say the. Why, why do the carriers need to know, you know? What's the true reason? What's the motivation? Apparently the government thinks no, no, that not the government. have the right what, to know. I, I'm not talking about the government. Well, if I, have that, if I have that right, then why shouldn't I know? Because the government's given me that right. Why shouldn't I know? Would I ever ask for every, everyone? I personally wouldn't. There might be some carriers who would. I can't speak for other carriers, but... Uh, yeah, uh, I might just every once in a while ask for it just out of curiosity. Uh, I mean, or if I find it benefits me to know it, I'll ask for everyone. It's just it's all business. The point is, I have the right to know, and brokers are asking me to waive it. And you have the right to decline any load where that right is waived. Well, that's correct. That's true. And you have the right not to give any carrier any load. I mean, that's that's all. That's all true. Uh, I think you and I still have a good uh, relationship, even though I'm not getting any information from you. I haven't asked for it. I think right, your contracts right. asked me to waive it, which I have done. I'm just wondering why. Why would a broker? Why do brokers feel that they have to waive that when it's written in the regulations, which I'll send to you, that the right remains for everyone, not just for carriers, for everyone involved to know the whole transaction it's it's called yeah transparency. yeah I, I you know kevin i understand you know you want to keep your rights and and my only personal opinion is because 
you know, it just seems like it's a little intrusive. Uh, again, this is the first day I'm hearing about this. Um, really? Know, I'm not asking. Really surprising. Wait, okay, Kevin, <laughs> let me, and, and it's not like we approach carriers and like, hey, how much did you make last year? We don't, we don't ask that. Well, if you have a need to know, I, I'd let you know. I mean, I have nothing to hide. <laughs> I made about 175000 last year. No, That's but, but, but I, Kevin, thank, thank you for sharing that. I, I, I just, what I'm saying is, is it's, it, if you look at industries, right, competitors aren't, aren't sharing their margins and, and even partners aren't sharing their margins. That's just, this is not how business works. Well, there's probably not a law that requires them to. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, again, there is a law that requires, (laughs) but there is law that requires that everyone involved in the transaction have transparency. Everyone know. And you have every right to to decline when every load that says you're waiving that right. So when you say I will waive the right, that is on your willpower. Yeah, I mean, I've started reading uh, contracts now (laughs) and lining through, lining through the parts that ask me to waive my rights. I, I mean. I can do the same job without waiving my rights as I do by waiving them. I, it's, it's just one of those things. I just don't understand where the brokers are coming from, but I just thought I'd ask your opinion, and, but I'll send it to you. Sure. So that you sure. have it and you can take a look at it. Yeah. 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 So I think, I, you know, we'll agree to disagree or, you know, however, you know, but I, I think that's, uh, <laughs> That's my I initial just didn't reaction. know that. Uh, I just didn't know that uh, a, a business entity could contract their way out of law, of a regulation set in law. I just didn't know that that was uh, something that could be done, but apparently it can. I guess, I guess it's it not can. being enforced. I, I, I'm just saying, like, if I have house, <laughs> Kevin, I'm saying, like, think about this. If I hire a general contractor to do some work on my house, I don't care how much he's paying to subcontractors. Yeah, but, that, but but that's totally different. He's the middleman. You aren't in that case, whereas you are the middleman in this case. Yeah. Now I, they I, I those subcontractors, those subcontractors may uh, may want to know what he that what that contractor made, or they may not. Who knows? Yeah. But uh, but but there's again, there's probably no law that requires that the, the contractor tell the subcontractor. There may be. There may be. But, and, and then maybe again, there is. Maybe <laughs> there is. I don't know. I have no way of knowing. I'm not a contractor. Yeah, uh, that, but I do know as a carrier that there is law <laughs> that requires that it, uh, that it be shared, and it's just not being done. So, And, and it's, it's something that goes around and comes up every time with carriers all the time. OIDA is fighting it. Uh, the Owner Operator Independent Drivers Association, mm-hmm. that's our association, they're fighting it. I know it's currently in Congress being discussed. I was just interested in a broker's point of view. That's all. Sure. I mean, and my response is the same because it, it's my business. But if the law changes that I can't have a uh, contract that says that I don't have to share that, then I won't, <laughs> then I will share it. But but as long yeah. as I can, you know, keep, you know, obviously privacy is preferred. So, you know, I yeah. don't want to be sharing my business with everybody. So, well, the law okay. doesn't require you to share with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you don't uh, have to share with everybody, my friend, just those involved, those parties involved in the transaction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was uh, a ad hoc a la carte uh, third topic of today. <laughs> 
but uh, but hey, I'm I, I'm I'm glad we had a healthy conversation about it. That was uh, you know, I learned something today, and and I hope the the previous two topics as far as why carriers use brokers, right, and why uh, you know what we look for in, in carriers. You know, I feel like there's right. a there's a big thing with carriers. You know, they we we really are partners because you know. And the core carriers, like you and I understand this, and the more you get to know brokers and brokers get to know carriers and carriers get to know brokers, you know, we, you know, it's a true partnership and friendship. And um, it just astonishes me that so many carriers, like they're just, they're, 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 they don't value the broker. They're, they're just like, oh, the brokers are making so much money. Like, oh, really, are we? I'm not sure about that. Well, let me, and, number, let me and, and also that, how me, much, wait, wait. And then how much would it cost to hire a sales team to get a customer in every sure. single city that you deliver to millions well, the is the answer. Probably why you run into that is, is it, it, it comes in you answering this question as a uh -huh. broker, are you a representative of the shipper to the carrier or are you a representative of the carrier to the shipper? I, mean, I would say I'm both. Well, you're doing a job for the shipper. Are they your partner? Both are partners. Or is well, see, that's where we would have to disagree. Your partner is the carrier. You're representing the carrier to the shipper, as I look at it. The shipper pays your bill, pays my bill, pays everybody's bills. They're the customer. But the partner here is the carrier. My, I, your, the broker is my, my partner. We should work hand in hand to satisfy that shipper. Well, I don't think it's one way. I think it's two ways because we can have all the carrier relationships in the world, but if we don't have shipper partners, we don't have anything. We don't have any freight. I'm sure shippers don't look at you as a partner. I, think well, I would disagree for sure. A necessary uh, evil in order to get their job no. done. Wow. <laughs> wow. Because yeah. I mean, look, look yeah. at, look at the shippers. You're telling me they don't value carriers. Well, shippers, but uh, you know, they, they go through brokers to get to the shipper, right? Or to the carrier, right? No, but just like we talked about earlier in the show, right? You can have a 200 unit carrier, but you only have 200 units. So having a broker and brokers multiple uh, is is essential if you're a large shipper because you're always going to have that spot freight that comes up where you need a broker. Yeah. So what's the point? Well, the, well, the point is, is carriers aren't the only partners of shippers. Brokers are the partners of shippers just as much because again, the spot freight, right? A driver calls in sick, he can't do it. The the, the previous load, you know, got delayed. The previous load got canceled. So now those assets that were assigned to those loads, right? You just learned about two minutes ago, now are not available. So now you need to go find more assets. And it's, you know, two minutes advance notice or there's no advance notice. So now you have to go to a broker, be like, okay, please go find me instant capacity. Cause all my carriers are, they're at hundred percent capacity. Well, the point I was trying to make Andy was that in a transaction here, my relationship is with you, the broker, not with the shipper. Now, I understand you have to have a relationship with both the shipper and the carrier in order to get in order for you to do to, to provide your service. Yeah. 
But when you when, when there is a claim or if there is an issue with the carrier because its truck breaks down or whatever, who are you representing? You're representing, in my eyes, you're, and, and other brokers' eyes I've spoken with, they represent the carrier mm-hmm. to the shipper in a case like that. So I, I, I don't know. You might. I mean, obviously, you have shippers you work with that are, uh, uh, you know, partners that, in order to get their, their their loads out. But I think your closest relationship ought to be and should be with the carrier. And that's probably why a lot of carriers feel the way they do. You when you brought it up and said. They, a lot of carriers think that brokers are, uh, are well, hard to work well, with. Well, well, think about it. it. It's only benefiting the carrier if that was the case, where we have to be, we have to satisfy two parties, right? Equally. Yeah, but I'm not talking about satisfaction. I'm talking about who do you represent in cases of claims and things like that? Are you uh, okay, well, as you the know, shipper or the carrier? Okay, Kevin. So as you know, you know, every claim is different, right? Am I... Like, am I going to be uh, more shipper focused or carrier focused if a uh, carrier decides to throw away a pallet of, of product because he doesn't want to wait the following day to re-deliver? Well, a carrier has a right there to be compensated for waiting. And, I'm, I'm not sure saying he's not, that I'm and not, you would do that. I'm not saying so why he's a not, carrier would do that. I don't know. But yeah. uh, and it happens. I mean, uh, and I'm not yeah, saying well, he, I, and I he was going to be that. compensated very healthily. <laughs> well, then when there's no reason for him to do that. And you're going to find just like you so, find carriers that are hard to work yeah. with. A carrier finds brokers that are hard to work with because they're not working together. That's which is exactly point. exactly which is exactly my point. Right. So every situation is different. Right. If if we have reckless carriers, do you think I'm going to be siding with them? No. If we have reckless shippers that are trying to put poor, bad quality product on the truck and, and blame it on the truck, I'm not going to side with the shipper. I'll side with the carrier. Yeah. This was a meat and potatoes conversation. I like it. All right. <laughs> well, you asked for it. <laughs> uh, well, I, hey, I, I, I think everyone will benefit, right? Because, I mean, I didn't, I didn't sugarcoat it. I think I was fair and I'm, I'm healthy with my perspective. I think you're healthy with yours. And that's why we operate so well. We're just straight shooters, right? I, you and I yeah. could have told each other what we wanted to hear and it would have been the end of it. But I think we had a really honest conversation today. Would you agree? I do. Yep, I would. Uh, Awesome. Awesome. All right, Kevin. Well, hey, Christmas is around the corner. Let's be in good holiday spirits. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for jumping on, Kevin. And oh, by the way, thank yes, you. Sir. Thank you for the thank you for the uh, the card. I appreciate that. That was very nice of you to send that along. Thank you. Oh, oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No, that was and, and we're still recording. But yeah, you know, this is just a little <laughs> Christmas card I sent you, you know, with a uh, gift card yeah. just for your, your service. Yeah, nothing, I appreciate nothing major. That. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. You know, again, yeah. like it's our nice reputation to be thought of. Yeah. Our reputation is everything. We try to, you know, do the right thing. Are we perfect? No. But are we diligent and straightforward? I, I try to believe so. So, um, yeah. And, and that's, you know, that's why we work well together is because we, we are honest, uh, you and I, and in this industry, there is a lot of gray area and gray area will come up, but, but we try to keep it as black and white as possible. And then when it comes up, we're both logical about it, right? We know how to solve it. So, um, yeah, I enjoy the conversation, Kevin, and we'll see you, uh, 
you know, probably next week we'll give you a call and see if we can connect on a load. Yep. All right, my friend. Take care. Thank you. You too. All righty. Thank you for listening to today's Carrier Conversation podcast brought to you by Bar Transportation. Now, if you are a successful driver, dispatcher, or owner of a trucking company, and you believe you have some secret sauce to share and enjoy helping others grow, then look no further. Simply go to bartrans.com, click on Carriers, and you'll find the Carrier Podcast. Now, as you know, topics range the whole spectrum from maintenance to fuel to driver recruiting to something I'm not thinking of. Just absolutely tons to talk about and we'll never run out of topics. Lastly, if you enjoyed the podcast, please like, subscribe, tweet, reshare it with everyone you know. Tell other drivers at truck stops about it. Spread the word. As you know, collectively, we can learn a lot together, right? Knowledge is power. That's all for now. Keep those wheels turning. Stay safe and remember, preparation plus opportunity equals success.